Welcome to No More Babylon on Global Casting, where we learn to live a life of triumph in Babylon free and independent of the digitalative world system around us. Today we will be going further in the world to see God's kingdom pattern upon the earth, God's kingdom wave upon the earth. We established in the last broadcast that the kingdom of God operates on two major forces. That is the forces, those forces of seed time and harvest. Now in the book of Genesis 8 verse 22, it says, While the earth remains, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, winter and summer, day and night shall not cease. Seed time and harvest. Seed time and harvest. There is a season. The book of Ecclesiastes makes us to understand that there is a season for everything and a time to sow, a time to reap, and on and on it goes. Now, something interesting that we need to note about God's kingdom system of seed time and harvest is that whatever you want in life, is as the outcome of the seeds you sow. And that's why scripture says, do not be deceived. God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man sows, that shall he also reap. Now, many times we often use it for negativities, but that scripture was not limited to negativities alone. It was unveiling to us a mystery that abounds in God's kingdom, which thrives on us sowing seeds upon the earth what seeds are you sowing today we see over in the book of deuteronomy the lord said i call heaven and earth to record this day against you that i place before you blessing and cursing therefore choose life that you and your seed may live meaning he's saying to you invest in life invest in life-given forces invest in life-given wisdoms from the Lord because as you begin to do that you begin to abound in the blessing let's open our Bibles to the book of Luke let's flip on over to the book of Luke Luke 12 we want to see something profound by the wisdom of the Lord spoken to us by Christ Jesus teaching us how to live this life victoriously and triumphantly now, let's begin from verse 1. begin from verse one. In the meantime, when, the, when an innumerable multitude of people had gathered together so that they trampled one another, he began to say to his disciples, first of all, Beware of the leaving of the Pharisees, which is hypocrisy. For there is nothing covered that will not be revealed, nor hidden that will not be known. Therefore, whatsoever you have spoken, whatever you have spoken in the dark will be heard in the light, and what you have spoken in the ear in inner rooms will be proclaimed on the outstops. I say to you, my friends, do not be afraid of those who kill the body, and after that have no more that they can do, but I will show you 
whom you should fear. Fear him who after he is killed, killed has the power to cast into hell. Yes, I say to you, fear him. Are not five sparrows sold for two coppers coin, and not one of them is forgotten? Now, Jesus established a, a truth here before going into this next section we will be entering. He established the fact that there is nothing worth fearing in this world. Many times we're driven by the fear of lack, the fear of want, the fear of governments, the fear of system to do certain things that we have no business doing simply because we do not want to be seen to not progress. We don't want to be seen to be stagnated. But Jesus doesn't want you to be stagnated either, but rather he wants you to be successful by his wisdom, not by your wisdom or by the world's wisdom. And so he's given us a key truth right here do not fear him that can kill only the body but cannot kill the soul or the spirit rather you're to fear the one who is able to destroy both the spirit and the soul and the body and was referring here to the lord god almighty because when you do not make your choice to receive jesus christ as lord of your life and to be translated out of darkness into his marvelous light then you have made the choice for hell and jesus is saying if you do that you've simply cheated yourself you've simply brought yourself to that place of damnation where you have relegated yourself to hell and to be to eternal damnation and so we see over here in verse 8 it says uh, verse 6, it says, Are not five sparrows sold for two cups of coin, and not one of them is forgotten before God? But the very heirs of your head are all numbered. Do not fear, therefore, you are of more value than the sparrows. Also, I say to you, whoever confesses me before man, him the Son of Man also will confess before the angels of God. But he who denies me before men will also be denied before the angels of God. And anyone who speaks a word against the Son of Man, it will be forgiven him. But to him who blasphemes against the Holy Spirit, it will not be forgiven. Now, when they bring you to the synagogue and to the magistrates and to the authorities, do not worry about how or what you should answer or what you should say. For the Holy Spirit will teach you in that very hour what you ought. To say So he's saying, look, I need you to be confident. Be confident about what I'm showing to you. Be confident about my wisdom. Because if I care about the sparrows, I care about you. You don't need to go through life with that often mentality thinking that you are alone. And that you need to do whatever humanly possible is necessary for you to break even in life. And that is always the trap of the enemy to get you into that place of compromise to get you into that place of defeat and settling for less and doing things you have no business doing simply because you want to make ends meet but jesus is saying i care for you now having established this foundation he went further to say now someone came to him to say teach uh tell teacher tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. But he said, man, who made me a judge or an arbitrator over you? And he said to them, take heed and beware of covetousness, for one's life does not consist in the abundance of one 
of things he possesses. Then he spoke a parable, uh, saying, The ground is of like a certain rich man who yielded plentifully, and he thought within himself, saying, What shall I do since I have no room to store my crops? So he said, I will do this. I will pull down my bonds and build greater, and there I will store all my crops and my goods, and I will say to my soul, So you have made goods laid up for many years. Take your ease, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, Fall this night, your soul will be required of you. Then whose will those things be which you have provided? So is he that lays up treasure for himself and not towards God. Notice, so is he who lays up treasure for himself towards God. Many times when we read the scripture, our heart goes only to the rich fool who wanted to tear down his bag, uh, to store things that he had, uh, the crops that he had grown. But Jesus is saying, this is not the main focus of my story. The main focus of my story is that whosoever lays up treasure for himself and not reach towards God is exactly like this rich fool. I'll take that again. Whosoever lays up treasure for himself and is not rich towards God. Now, Jesus was not against prosperity or against being wealthy. Rather, he was saying, if you make wealth and riches your central focus, then you will be exactly like this rich fool who was not rich towards God and he lost his life for it. He lost his soul for it because he didn't engage the mystery of seed time and harvest to his advantage. Rather, he was so much focused on buying and selling for so long that he deceived himself to think that that was all he needed to live this life victoriously and triumphantly. But it was really shocked and an end came to him. Why? Because he despised God. He didn't consider God. He didn't consider others to be a blessing to them. If he had chosen that, oh, I have so much goods, let me be a blessing to those around me, then he would have lived long and he would have increased. Remember what scripture says, there is he that scatters and yet increases, but there is he that withholds and it tends unto him for penury. Why? Because he has chosen to be selfish, to be self-centered, to be self-focused, rather than to be God-focused. Rather than to be the kingdom of God-focused. And at the end of the day, he lost it all. Verse 22, Google goes farther, he said, Then he said to the disciples, Therefore I say to you, do not uh, therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, or about your body, what you will put on. Life is more than food, and body is more than clothing. Consider the ravens, for they neither sow nor rip, which have neither storehouses nor barns, and God feeds them. Of how much more value are you than the birds? And which of you, by worrying, can add one cubit to your stature? If then you are not able to do the list, why are you anxious for the rest? Why are you anxious for the rest? If you cannot add a cubit to your stature, if you cannot add a cubit to your height, why then are you anxious about every other thing? What to eat, what to wear, what to drink, what to put on, where to leave? Why are you so worried about these things? Consider the lilies. How the grow, verse 27, 
They need a tall and a spin. Yet I say to you, now I've heard some persons speaking rashly concerning this. And they say, uh, consider the lilies of the field. They need a grown and a spin. Yet I say to you, even Solomon in all of his glory not uh, was not arrayed like one of these. And they say, yes, they need a grown or spin because humans are much more. God expects you to toil and spin. That's a lie from the Peterville. That's a big fat lie from the Peterville. Do not let anyone deceive you to say you need to toil and hustle and spin. That's a lie. The wisdom Jesus brought to us was to engage in seed time and harvest sowing and ripping the kingdom way sowing and ripping into the kingdom of god not hustling and toiling all the days of your life because toil never came to to uh adam until the fall it was after he fell the curse came upon him and said, out of the sweat of your brow shall you eat. But before that, all things were ready unto Adam. And he, the Lord was teaching him to sow seeds by saying to him, do not eat of that fruit. Sow it to me, leave it to me. That's your tithe. Do not touch it. But when he disobeyed, the curse came in. And so it is with us. When we learn to sow seeds, into God's kingdom system. You seek his wisdom. Lord, where will you have me sow my seed? What will you have me do? And you're approaching that. As a means of you sowing seed. You're not in that business just to make profit. You are in that business to provide service. To sow seeds unto humanity. That is the principal reason as a Christian. As a kingdom citizen. That is the key reason why you are in that business or in that career to sow your seeds upon the earth. You're sowing the seeds of your time. You're sowing the seeds of your intellect. You're sowing the seeds of your creativity. You're sowing the seeds of your divine ideas. And as you do that, then God sees to it that you're promoted. God sees to it that you're advancing. God sees to it that you're increasing in everything that you do. He brings the blessing to flow into your life. Now that blessing can interpret in profit. It can interpret in, in connection, divine connections, divine connections that the Lord will bring into your life. It can amount to so many other things, not just money alone. But when we don't come up either to that place of understanding with God, we will be limiting ourselves great, greatly and we will be limiting the flow of the blessing in our lives. So do not allow anyone tell you that lie that you are to toil and to spin. That is a lie from the pit of hell. You are not called to hustle. Rather, you are called to a life of blessing that abounds by seed time and harvest. And so it says, consider the lilies of the field. How the groom, and neither toil nor spin. And yet I say to you, even Solomon in all of his glory was not arrayed like one of this. If then God so clothes the grass, which today is in the field and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, how much more will he clothe you, O you of little faith? And do not seek what you shall eat or what you shall drink or what, or what you shall wear, not have an anxious mind. Notice, do not have an anxious mind. Do not be anxious about Oh, I'm, I'm low in cash today. Oh, I don't know what to do today. Get on sowing your seeds. 
That is the work the Lord has placed you upon the earth to do, to sow seeds. You have a gifting. You have a calling. Sow your seeds. Be a blessing, even if no one is willing to pay for it. Sow that seed. Do something for someone. Be a blessing and see the increase of God flooding your life. See the blessing of God flowing into your life. He can divinely link you with people that you never imagined that you could ever meet in your entire life. He can bring unto you the blessing of more divine ideas, the blessing of empowerment of strength, of grace beyond your wildest imagination. The blessing of the Lord comes to us in different dimensions. We will be going into that in uh, the coming days ahead. The diverse ways God's blessing is made manifest in our lives. Now, we go further to verse uh, 30. It says, For all these things the nations of the world seek after. Your Father knows that you have need of these things, but seek the kingdom of God, and all these things will be added to you. Do not fear, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Sell what you have and give alms. Provide yourself money, bags which do not grow old, a treasure in the heavens that does not fail, where no thief approaches, no moth destroys, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be. Where your treasure is, there your heart will be. Where your treasure is, there your heart will be. Praise Master Jesus. So we see here, it's saying, whatever you're engaged with, you're doing it to give. Sell what you have and give alms. Provide yourselves money, bags which do not grow old, a treasure in heaven that does not fail, where no thieves approaches, not destroys, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be. What was he saying in essence? Whatever may be your occupation, whatever may be that which you're doing, you're doing it to be a blessing to others. You're doing it in order to have seed to sow. You're doing it believing to be a blessing. And as you do then, you are converted that earthly wealth or earthly riches into heavenly treasures for yourself. Now, no more are you an earthly vessel, but you're also a heavenly vessel. And you become a blessing to others, you begin to have riches that the devil cannot steal, the enemy cannot take away from you. Remember the story of the young ruler? This was exactly what Jesus was trying to teach him. He said, oh, what can I do to be perfect? And he said, the Lord gave him all the laws, love your father, uh, uh, honor your father and your mother so that your days may be prolonged upon the earth. And on and on it went. Do not have any other God. And he said, all of these things I've kept since my youth. And Jesus looked at him and loved him. Meaning the Lord saw that this was true. But yet Jesus saw in all of that. That it was lacking in something. And he told him, he said, you lack one more thing. Sell that which you have and give to the poor. And come, follow me and have treasure in heaven. 
But the man went away sad because he had great riches and his heart was upon those riches. How many times in our lives has the Lord ministered to us to sow a seed, to be a blessing to someone? And we've made excuses. We've said to the Lord, Father, I have this need and that need. I have a family to keep. I have a job to always go to. I need money to transport myself to, from where I am to my house, to my job. I have something I need to do. I'm sorry, Lord, I can't do that. Unknown to us, we've short-circuited the blessing, the flow of the blessing in our lives. We've limited the flow of God's grace where that resource is concerned. And we have limited ourselves because we have refused to flow in the wisdom and the grace of God concerning seed time and harvest. But when we begin to flowing that, we begin to see our lives super abound in the blessing. A rain of divine ideas, a rain of inspiration, a rain of divine link, favor beyond our wildest imaginations begins to flow into our lives. Why? Because you never lack what you sow. You lack rather what you keep. When you sow seeds, you're releasing them for greater harvest. Remember what scripture says. It says, Give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, shall men give unto your bosom. Shall men give unto your bosom. So the mystery of the times we live in is not for you to hard more or to keep more, to be much more stingy. Rather, the secret is to give. Remember the scripture we began with. There is he that scatters and yet increases. There is he that withholds more than his men and tends to him for penury. Let's open our Bibles to the book of 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians. Beg your pardon, 2 Corinthians 9, beginning from verse 5. It says, Therefore I thought it necessary to exhort the brethren to go to you ahead of time and to prepare your generous gifts beforehand, which you had previously uh, promised, that it may be ready as a matter of generosity and not as a grudging obligation. Notice, make it ready as a matter of generosity and not as a grudging obligation. But I say, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and he who sows. Now notice it didn't say he who sells sparingly shall also uh, uh, buy sparingly. He said he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. So let everyone give as a purpose is in his heart not grudgingly nor of necessity for god loves his cheerful even god who is able to make all grace abound towards you that you always have no sufficiency in all things may abound to every good work as it is written he is dispersed abroad he is given to the poor and his righteousness remaineth forever his righteousness remains forever so when we give 
We sow the seeds of our time, the seeds of our energy, the seeds of our resources, the seeds of our ideas, the seeds of our finance. We see that increase come to us in a multiple dimension beyond our wildest imagination. So it's not enough for us to say we have a business or we have a career and we're up and running each day towards that. Rather, we want to be seed time and harvest focused. We want to be sowers in our thoughts. We want to have the sowers mentality. Something I love about farmers is that they never eat the best fruit after harvest. Once they've harvested the best fruit, they keep that best fruit to sow it again into the soil. To sow it again into the soil. To sow it again into the soil. Why? Because from that best fruit, they're going to have a better harvest by the next harvesting season. And I see you increasing better than you've ever done in the midst of all that is going on in the world. I see you being exempt from the Holocaust. I see you being exempt from the farming. I see you exempt from the issues and the evils in the world as you begin to engage the mystery of sowing and ripping in the name of Jesus Christ. And so maybe you've been listening to me and you're yet to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. This is a golden opportunity presented to you by the Father. All you need to do is to join me in the prayer of salvation. Say with me, Heavenly Father, I come before you today. I repent of the sin of my sins and I repent of the past and every evil it stands for. Take my life, Lord Jesus Christ, and do something beautiful with it. Jesus Christ, I believe you came to this world. You died. And the third day you rose again so that I might be justified, so that I might be saved, so that I might be forgiven. Thank you, Jesus Christ, for saving me. I make you Lord over my life. I make you Lord over all that I am. Thank you, Father, because I make you Lord over all that I have. In your name I pray. Amen. Congratulations. You've said that prayer with me. Heaven is full of joy. Why? Because you've just stepped out of darkness into God's marvelous light. Therefore, have a wonderful and a beautiful day today. Remember, you can link up with us on Instagram, on Tumblr, on uh, Facebook, at Kisten. Now, Jesus is eager to speak to you on a daily basis, to reveal himself to you, to show you where you need to sow your seeds in order to have great harvest. We'll be going into that also in the coming weeks ahead about the wisdom of a sower. And so all you need to do is get into the word of God called the Bible. It is a word of God spoken to us in print. Now you can download either the KGV, the NLT, or the amplified version of the Bible from any app store on your mobile device. There's a wonderful translations of the Bible that helps you understand the heart of the Father towards you. And so just download that if you don't have a Bible and begin to study the word of God. Ask Jesus to come in to you to reveal himself to you as you study the word that his word may be revealed and unveiled to you and you will be shocked the mysteries and the wonders of the word that will be unveiled to you so have a wonderful and a beautiful day today remain ever blessed why because jesus christ is lord peace and bye for now